I want to address those of you who've been baptised today, as well as us as a church. Um, just like, you know, when you go to a wedding and the couple make a vow, and then often the weddings I go to, the couple then sit down and someone addresses them at the start of their married life. I want to address you almost wherever you are scattered across the room at the start of your Christian life, because becoming a Christian isn't really about signing up to a set of beliefs. And, you know, these people who got baptised, they didn't look at all the things that Christians believe and go tick, 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 but they didn't. They said, no, I'm going to follow Jesus. Becoming a Christian is a way of living. I mean, ultimately, how you live demonstrates what you believe, regardless of what you say. So you might tick something and live differently. Regardless of what you tick, how you live is actually how you believe. And being a Christian is about living. In fact, the first followers of Jesus, before they were called Christians, were called followers of the way, the way of Jesus. And it is the way of Jesus that is the attractive and beautiful life. Uh, in fact, the Apostle Paul, he writes to a church in Greece and he says to them, he says, listen, imitate me in my life as I imitate Jesus. So we want to imitate Jesus. And I've got a few Bible verses I want to read. Um, in fact, three different parts of the Bible. We'll start with two and then we'll do one a bit later on. But the Apostle Paul's a man who wrote much of the New Testament and he writes letters to different churches, groups of Christians who are trying to follow the way of Jesus. And he writes to them and uh, to a church in Greece in Colossians chapter 3, he tells the Christians... And I tell you who've been baptized, and us as a church, he says, Let the peace of the Messiah rule in your hearts, to which you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of the Messiah dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So that's the first thing that Paul says, and I'd say to you is, allow the word of the Messiah Jesus, allow it to dwell in your hearts richly. We'll look at what that means. But then Jesus himself, addressing his Christians in John chapter 13, he said, that, he said to them this, he said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are now to love one another. By this will people know that you're my disciples. By this will people know that you're Christians. Not that you go to church, not that you pray. By this you will be my disciples by how you vote, no. By this all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. And loving people is an active thing. It's, when Jesus talks about loving people, he says, love, love others as I've loved you. How has Jesus loved them? It wasn't the love of pop songs or of wild nights of passion. It was the love of sacrifice and of serving, of giving yourself to other people. So those of you who've been baptized, us as Christians, this is what we're called to do, to follow the way of Jesus. And that looks like pouring ourselves out for other people, laying down our lives for people. And then in Acts chapter 2, we get an insight into how the first Christians lived. You know, so having heard what Jesus said, this is how they went about applying it. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it's a description of the early church. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And then later on in verse 46, it says, Day by day they attended the temple, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. So how are Christians supposed to live? Well, Jesus says, love, 
And the, the Christians who are, or his followers who are hearing him say that, how did they, what did they do once Jesus had gone? Well, it says that they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to teaching, to learning from, listening to Jesus, what he has to say, what's recorded in this book. They devoted themselves to fellowship, which is to one another, to the church family. And it says they devoted themselves, to an unusual phrase, to breaking bread and to the prayers. And I bring this up because as a church, over the next few weeks, we are embarking on a, a journey. And if you're, you know, whether you're part of the church or not, you can join us on this. It's a, a journey whereby we're wanting to a, apply a particular aspect of following Jesus. And it's an aspect of following Jesus that Christians have done all the time, but sometimes we don't talk about it loads, and we should. And so we're talking about it this morning for the next four weeks until you're sick of it. Because I always think the chance to stand up here isn't just a chance to you know, say some nice things or maybe crack a few jokes or tell a few stories. It's a chance to get under our skin and say, what does God want for us in this year? What does he want for you in, in terms of following him? What's it going to look like? And so we, for the next four weeks teaching this, we put the slide up. We're going to be looking at the principle of practicing hospitality, of learning to open our hearts and open our homes to one another. That's what it says. They devoted themselves to the breaking bread. Christians did that. In fact, original church services, I mean, church services in a society like this, they look a little bit like a show because we have a band and we sing songs. We go, oh, okay, it's a little bit of a show. Or in some places, they look a little bit different from this. Um, in the early church, the original church services, they look like, me- they look like meals. Just ga- they used to call them love feasts um, where Christians would gather and break bread and share their lives with one another. And sometimes they'd meet in their homes and some people's homes could cater for up to 100 people. So we're about 100 people a bit this morning, a bit more. This is a house church. Let's have a meal. Let's, um, let's break some bread. Let's enjoy one another's company. Because that's what the early church did. In fact, two centuries after the early church, there's a, a, a church father, a man named Tertullian. Tertullian, which is a great name. No one names their kid Tertullian anymore. We should bring that back. That should be a resolution. In 2020, let's bring back the name Tertullian. Now, Tertullian wrote a letter, and he describes what church gatherings were like. And he said, he says this, um, whatever it costs, people would bring together. He says, before we ate our food, we would pray. And then after we've eaten our food, we'll sing, and then we'll pray to finish. That was it. That was their church service. I'd bring some food, pray, eat, pray, sing, go. <laughs> that sounds like a fun church. In fact, I have a dream, and it's not as quite as exciting as Martin Luther King's dream, but I have a dream that we as a church in this year, we start to practice that a lot more. Um, wouldn't it be amazing if every week, maybe a Thursday night or a Friday night, we could just put out some tables here and just have dinner, pray, sing, pray, leave. It's simple. That's church. At least it was. And in 2020, I'd love for a dream like that to become reality. But those of you who know me know that organizing my dreams is not my gift. It's yours, or it's some of yours. So, all right, the laughter communicates the truth in that, and that hurts. <laughs> I'd love for some of you to go, I like that dream. I want to get on board with that dream. I'll help make that dream possible. Let's pick a night of the week and let's start doing dinner and praying and singing together each week. That sounds like fun. Now, we're talking about following the way of Jesus and what it looks like. And I'm saying that following the way of Jesus looks like practicing hospitality, opening our hearts, opening our homes to one another. 
And a few weeks ago now, I sat down with a good friend of mine who I think excels at this aspect of following Jesus and just had a conversation with her about how does she do it and what can we learn as a church. And so we're going to watch a, a clip from my conversation with her, listen in to some of the tips that she's got to bring. Uh, and then I'm going to stand up and bring just some encouraging, concluding comments about how we can do that together. So we're ready. Let's watch this video together. <laughs> 